Hey, welcome in. Stinky Truth Podcast. Alongside Mike Evans, I am Mark Schlereth. Millennial Ben producing the show and the schedule release. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, always a, an exciting time of the year. I want to thank our presenting sponsor, uh, the great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Check it out. They have uh, purchased my Man 101 content. So we're going to start doing a uh, television show as well. Uh, Man 101, Bet uh, Bet Rivers is sponsoring that. So we've got a lot of things going on, but we like to thank the great folks over at Bet Rivers, BetRivers.com. Mike, how are you? I think it's great. The whole Man 101 thing is, and I would add this, it'd be completely original. At some point during each episode, go, I need more power. Oh, 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 is that from, that's from Home Improvement? Yeah, Tim Home Allen, so. yeah no. there you go. No, it's it's a ripoff. But, okay, uh, but anyway, that's all right. That's good. I think it's going to be an awesome show. Awesome show, and I'm I'm sure I'll learn a lot from it. A lot of people will. But yeah, the schedule's out. How about how about the way that the schedule? By the way, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the schedule, how about the fact that not only has the schedule release become an event on the NFL calendar, but also the way the teams are getting behind it. And having fun. A lot of teams put out a lot of stuff on their social media um, with the schedule release. I thought it was some really good entertaining stuff there, out there. There was some. Uh, the, the Chargers did a whole anime thing, and it, which was really good. Uh, it, you and I had talked about the Broncos doing the, you know, L, both having Elway Manning. Manning, the intern from last year, passes the reins over to Russell Wilson. And you mentioned it, and we were kind of going through it. Uh, three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I mean, Russell's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Obviously, Peyton Manning's a Hall of Fame quarterback. John Elway is a Hall of Fame quarterback, who sold the show at the end of it. He did. Right? Go I'm, to DenverBroncos.com, by the way. I'll yeah. give a little plug for it. It was really well done. Yeah, it was. It was cool. But, I, like, everybody everybody does it. All there. And I love the competition. Like, the competition between each organization. Yeah. Right? To, to For their schedule release show to look, uh, you know, to, to win – you know, I mean, Peyton Manning won, and 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 their video team here in Denver won a Webby last year for the intern, and so it's just like everybody is trying to outdo one another. I think it's just a really cool thing. So the schedule is out, and some marquee games right off, including the first game of the year: Buffalo at the Rams. The Rams is a Super Bowl champion; always get a chance to open up uh-huh. in the first game, and they get a team that most people think is maybe the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year, Buffalo? I think a lot of people feel that way, Mike. I think that's a really good football team. Obviously, what Josh Allen has been able to accomplish and the way he's grown as a football player is um, is incredible. But, yeah, what an opening weekend. Um, Thursday night football, the Buffalo Bills traveling out. And if, if you watched, it was probably two years ago, when the Rams and, and Buffalo in Buffalo got into a, a shootout, it was a great game. I think it was one last uh, minute by uh, there was a I think there was a pass interference call. Anyhow, it was I think it was Buffalo that won at the last minute, but it was an incredible game. Um, and obviously, what Buffalo did, you know, everybody feels like like they're super talented and they got to a point last year and they lost a playoff game to Kansas City that they shouldn't have lost. Um, you know, really some piss poor coaching decisions, um, you know, not not making them return it, kicking it out of the end zone, saving cl- time on the clock, you know, playing a defense that j- the structure was like, what are you guys doing? Um, so there was there were all these just mistakes made uh, one after the other that ended up costing them that game and going into overtime and losing the coin flip. And then, 
you know, Kansas City going down and, and, and winning that football game. But, like, those are the things you learn from come playoff time. You learn how to win in clutch and critical situations. You learn from those past mistakes. So that's a great opener. How that's do you feel about opener. L.A. as a, a chance to repeat? Haven't had a repeat champion in the NFL since, what, the Patriots in the around 2004, 2005? Yeah. And then you guys in Denver – in uh, 98 and 99 before that, but it, it we're, we're in a long dry spell. Where, where would you put the Rams' chances? Do they have the look of a team that could go back-to-back to you? Um, Yeah, I think. Do they? I mean, I don't think. Remember, they were a four-seed last year. Right, they were a four-seed last year. But, you know, Matt Stafford's first year in a new offense after all those years in Detroit. Um, You still have Cooper Cup. You went and got Allen Robinson, who's a damn good receiver. Um, and one thing, that, like I always say about them, they're a, they're a spread football team. They're a, they're they're not a spread foot. I always say they're a a downhill run football team disguised as a spread football team, and they're a tough matchup because of Cooper Cup and what they do on the offensive side of the ball. You know they're going to run it, and then they've got, I mean, they've got three or four of the best defensive players in football. Right at 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 every level, Leonard Floyd is a great player. Uh, we know, you know, we know that Aaron Donald is, in my opinion, the best football player on the planet. Um, Jalen Ramsey is an elite level player. So yeah, I I think they've got I think they've got a great shot. And let's face it, their division has been weakened a little bit. Right, there's a rift going on in Arizona right now between the quarterback and the organization. Um. You know, DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for, for you know, PEDs that he has no idea how they got into his body. <laughs> I'm shocked. Um, shocked. Just absolutely shocked. It's shocking. If we ever find the rogue PED company that is uh, poisoning our athletes, you know, I mean, I'm I'm going to be like, who's the who's the sports investigative reporter? You know, I'm yeah. going to be I'm going to be that. Yeah, You'll be like the Jeremy Schapp. Yes. You know, we're going to just get in there yeah. to. That anyhow, so and and Seattle, you know, who's their quarterback? Right? Is it is it Drew Locke? Is it you know? Is it uh, was the other yeah, Geno Smith or is it somebody? Is it Baker Mayfield? Maybe I I don't know. And and San Francisco, who's their quarterback? Are they going to stick with? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to stick around after shoulder surgery? Are they really moving to Trey Lance? I don't know. That's what's so great about these these early season matchups. There's all kinds of storylines. So like week one. Sunday night game, you got Tampa Bay at Dallas. Last year it was flipped. Dallas went to Tampa uh-huh. for Tampa's uh, flag-raising ceremony, and Dallas put up a good game. It was a yeah. really good game between these two teams. Game. Now the, the rematch is, is at Dallas, and I'm, I'm curious, with, with all the attention and all the reaction mm-hmm. to the Tom Brady TV deal right? and what's waiting for him, 10 years, $375 million right. to be the lead analyst at Fox, uh, he's still going to play this year. Do you do you think – I know we're talking about Tom Brady here, but do you think that this can kind of be a distraction? The idea that he's already got maybe one foot out the door type thing? What, what, what my, will it mean for him as a player this Mike, year? Mike Evans, you shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your I, mouth. I think I'm raising a fair question. Tom Brady – can focus singularly on whatever it is Tom Brady wants to focus on. My my big question is now that we're going to be, you know, teammates on Fox, if he doesn't have me fired, do I have to take all lectins out of my diet 
to take all lectins out of my diet, the first thing I'm going to have to do is some research on what the is a lectin. Like, that's the first thing I got to do is figure out what a lectin is. And then I've got to eliminate them before me and me and Tom spending. Are you time saying together. you might get the Jimmy Garoppolo treatment? Yeah, yeah. Which which is to define that for people. Well, I have this theory that uh, if you are close to being as handsome as Tom in any scenario, he automatically has you shipped out of town. <laughs> Hey, I remember Danny Amendola doing great things in New England for a while, and then all of a sudden he was a Miami Dolphin. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, that dude is dead gorgeous. And uh, boom, he's gone. You're in San Francisco. So you're putting yourself on the same level as Danny Amendola and Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah. No question. <laughs> he's the, so humble, people. There's no, there's he's no, so humble. There's no question that I have that kind of beauty. So you don't and worry not about only on the outside, the inside. Yeah, too. Oh, exactly. Har, har, just a big old teddy bear. Mm-hmm. So you don't worry about Tom in Tampa this no, year. No, no. But, but like everybody now, it's a foregone conclusion, and everybody assumes that this is his last year, right? He's going to retire and go right to the booth. What if he goes another year? What if he goes two years? Remember when he was all that? Like he was, like years ago, he's saying, "I think I could play till I was 50, and everybody's snickering about it. And now it doesn't seem so snicker worthy, does it? Need I remind people, this is what Tom Brady did last year. Threw for 5,300 yards. Ridiculous. 43 touchdowns. It's, just, it's why I never believed he would retire in the first place right. because I didn't think he was done playing. But the notion that this is just a one-off and then he moves into the TV booth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't put him playing more than one year past him. Yeah. Tell you what, week one, interesting. You know, we, we've talked a lot about the AFC West and how strong the division is. Interesting little thing here, week one, Vegas at Chargers. Mm. You know, I mean, you, you'd like to get a, a little soft start on your schedule, right? Especially you don't want to have to play a divisional team. And that could come down to week 16 if this is an extension of the preseason. Uh, you know, Joe, Joe Judge, when he's coaching the Giants, said this to me a couple times. Uh, you know, we look at the first four games as an extension of the preseason. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, that attitude, the the, the preseason games, they, they matter, but they don't count. The regular season games, they matter, and they do count. So, you know, at what point do you tell your players, okay, now preseason's over, we're 0-4, let's roll. You know, I mean, like, I, I would like to come out of the gate as a player and not play a divisional opponent. I would like to get my feet wet somewhere else. So that's a disadvantage to both the Chargers and Vegas, which as a Bronco fan makes me happy. Well, speaking of the Broncos, we're, we're looking at just week one and all these de- these delicious storylines. Maybe the best storyline of them all is the Monday night game, Denver at Seattle, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. His first game as a Bronco, he goes back to Seattle. It's great. Isn't it? it it's, is it great for Russell? Let me tell you, just having having been around Russell a bunch here the last couple of years to calling games, Russell is all about winning. He is very calm. He's got this old soul about him, but he is a natural born, born killer, man. He just, like, he is as competitive as the day is long. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's a great thing for him. You know, we, we talked about this before. Peyton Manning went into Indianapolis a couple times to play the Colts and just didn't fare well. It was almost like 
it was almost like he was shaken or um you know emotional about the return and and what you know what all the all the stuff that he did in Indianapolis and or I remember them introducing him you know and welcoming him back to Indianapolis and him being all teary and then uh, and pooping in his helmet and I could say that because Peyton I mean Peyton was one of the greatest that's ever done it but he did poop in his helmet a couple times so you know, I'm looking at uh, some of the like week two, uh, the the Thursday night game has Chargers. Chargers mm-hmm. have a, a Raider Kansas dude, City opening, dude. Uh, look, okay, so the Chargers have the Raider Kansas City in week one. That you like the schedule favors did no favors to the Chargers, or the schedule makers did no favors. They open up on Amazon Prime week two. Yep. Chargers at Kansas City, another divisional opponent. Yep. I mean, you could be zero and two, and you could be zero and two, and zero and two in your division. Like, there's a huge difference between being zero and two and zero and two in the division. That's a that's a crappy. If, if you're in the crappy, AFC West, if you're in the AFC West, right, and, and you look at this division, and I, and I, I gotta think it's going to be the toughest division in in all of football. If you're in that division, you you look at the division. You have to go three and three, right, at a minimum. Yes. You have to go three and yes. three. Yes. Minimum. Absolutely. Two, two and four, you might – it might not matter what you do outside the division. you got to hold your own in the division. Right. Three and three is a win, right? You'll, you'll If you're – Three and three, you go three and three in your division. You'll sign up for that, right? Right. I'd sign up for that right now simply because you go three and three in your division, you're going to have – you know, I mean, the rest of your games, you've got a chance to be a 10 and six football team. Um you know, you got to you you're you're giving your shot yourself a shot in that division at the playoffs. And let me tell you, you know, we used to say it all the time when I played in Washington. Are you battle tested? Are you calloused? That was a big Joe Gibbs thing, and we said it all because back then the AFC or the NFC East was was the toughest division of football. And he would always say, "Hey man, we play in the NFC East. We're battle tested. We're calloused. Like come playoff time, and we're playing, you know, we're playing a team from another division. Oh, thank goodness." This is easy. So yeah, I think that's I think that's big. How about the start of the season for Kansas City? Have you seen theirs? This no. Is, these are their first seven games going into their bye. You ready? Okay. Yeah. At Arizona, home against the Chargers, at Indy, at Tampa, home against Vegas, home against Buffalo, at San Francisco. You do that's that's a murderer's row. Yeah, that, that's that's seven playoff teams right there. Right. So, and you've got Herbert, who is a top-notch quarterback. You've got uh, Murray in there, who is you know was the MVP front runner through the first eight weeks of last season. Right. Josh Allen in there. I mean, that's head to head with Mahomes. I mean, he's that good. Who else did you have in there? You got uh, you got Indy. Indy, they get Matt Ryan and, and that running game with Add Indy. To a team that we already think is built to win. Yeah. Um, Tampa, Vegas. Tampa. Oh, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Tom Brady. <laughs> Vegas, Derek Carr. I mean, shh, dude. And we already talked about Buffalo as maybe being the team to beat in the entire NFL. Right. And I guess San Francisco, what do you think? This leads to a whole different storyline. Who who do you think is the quarterback in San Francisco? 
Because that matters everything. If, I it, think if it's, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's Jimmy G. You do? I do. So they're what? They're admitting what? They they whiffed on Trey Lance? They made a mistake? No, I don't think they're admitting that they made a mistake. I think they're admitting that that he was, I mean, he only played in a handful of college games, that he had a lot of work to do to get up to NFL level being ready to orchestrate an offense. And so, remember Aaron Rodgers, man, who is one of the greatest that we've ever seen, what did he sit three years behind Brett Favre? Yeah, but that was Brett Favre. Jimmy Garoppolo is not Brett Favre. Well, I, I, I get it. That was probably because Brett, you still have Brett Favre. This is because you haven't, you're not, you played in a small school and you weren't developed. Okay, I and I, I'll give you that. I, and I know that when Trey Lance was coming out of college, there were there were plenty of people said, "Hey, crazy talented, but it might take a couple of years." Right. But wouldn't you think if you're legit, I'll give you the first year, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not disagreeing at all with how San Francisco handled Trey Lance's first year. Right. But come on, after a one-year apprenticeship, come on now. If you're the real deal, shouldn't you be, even if you are from a small school, shouldn't you be ready to go for year two if you're Um, legit? You should, in the same system, you should undoubtedly understand, understand the system. But still, it's, like it's the nuance of playing. Like you don't know what you don't like until you figure out you don't like it because you got your ass kicked doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Like we have a little we have a little joke on my crew, and you know you you talk about defensive alignments on the line of scrimmage. So a zero technique would be head up over the center. One technique would be on the outside eye of the center. A two eye technique is on the inside shade of the guard. A two technique is on the uh, head up on a guard. A three technique is on the outside shade of the guard. A four eye technique is on the inside shade of the tackle. And a four technique is head up, and a five technique is on the outside shade. Okay, makes this sense. This is so. This is when I, if I'm talking football with a football coach, I go, "Well, you guys gonna you guys line up and you know you guys shift from a a one to a two eye. Why do you do that? Well, because." You know, we found that you know it's it's harder to cut off, or it's it's that guard now if they're running away can't cut that nose guard, right? Because now the nose guard's on him, so it frees us up to play. Whatever, whatever their explanation of why they want to do the technique, right? So one of the big jokes on my crew is um, I was talking with the coaching staff, and we we're, we're just talking about defensive alignments. And I said, well, shoot, you know, I mean, you know how that goes. I go, you, you, like, you know how you learn how you don't upkick, like in a short short passing game, you don't upkick a four-eye um, because you open up both the inside lane and the outside lane. So you never upkick a four-eye. I mean, the coach are kind of laughing. And the crew has no idea. What <laughs> no I'm, idea. Zero idea You're what I'm speaking talking about. a foreign language. Right. So, you know, and me and the coach are kind of giggling about it and laughing. We and now I'm telling a story how I got my ass kicked up kicking a four eye, you know, and he thought it was funny and da 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 da. And so from that point forward, my crew goes, "What well, they always when something comes up, they go, well, they made the classic mistake. They up kicked the four eye. What a bunch of freaking morons, you know? <laughs> up kicked so the four eye. I got a I got a text message on my phone from two days ago. The guy guy made the classic mistake of up kicking the four eye. <laughs> And they still probably don't know what it really. I mean, I explained it to yeah. them, but 
But that's now that's a great inside joke right, right. there. I yeah. like that. So like that's that. our little inside joke. You don't ever upkick a four eyes. Yeah. How about week three? Moving on. Uh, I tell you, there, there's a couple things that intrigue me here. How about on the 425 Fox matchup? Okay, the 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 big window, the game of the week, Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Oof. That's a whole lot of that's a whole lot of that is heavy milk. That is heavy cream right there between those two quarterbacks. What are you expecting from Aaron Rodgers this year? I no, I I expect him to be great. He doesn't throw picks. You know, I expect the numbers to be down. Maybe the yardage numbers to be down a little bit. And uh, you know, the critical moments numbers. I, and I don't know that there there's probably some stat nerd that has a critical moments stat, right? I don't know what that would be, but the thing that Aaron told me about just about playing and Devontae Adams. One, he said. Devontae Adams is a quarterback that plays wide receiver. He's one of the smartest, and he's not one of those guys that's going, I was open, I was open, I was open. You know, like the the typical wide receiver, I'm open, I'm always open, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. He comes back to the huddle and goes, hey, man, that guy was playing me inside leverage in this coverage, and if we get this again, you know what, I'm going to tighten down my split a little bit so I have a little bit more room to the outside so when I beat him to the outside, get it down the sideline so the safety can't get there. And Aaron goes, done. And they get the same look, and bam, execute it perfectly, right? So he cuts the split. He goes from inside the numbers to two yards or three yards inside the numbers. It gives him a little more, a little more outside, you know, a little bit more outside room to the sideline. And and these are the the nuanced adjustments that veteran players and smart players can make that dumb players can't, right? I, I had a coach who used to say all the time, "Hey, uh, like smart and fast, we can use you." Dumb and fast, you know, we can use you. Dumb and slow, we got no use for you, right? Even dumb and fast, we can use you. But dumb and slow, you're not going to make the team. And you need to be smart. And so it's those critical moments, Mike. It's the second down and long situations where all of a sudden you get that matchup and you're like, hey, man, we're on the same page. Or the third down conversion standpoint, um, they're going to miss that. And and that's a that's an issue. You know, I'm jumping ahead, uh, just looking at some of the marquee matchups uh, uh, as we move along. Uh, week six, Dallas at Philly is the Sunday night game. Mm. You buy the idea that it's Dallas by themselves when it comes to win the East? Or who would you give the best chance to knock off Dallas? Um, it's got to be Philly, right? Philly. I, but I think... but how, how good of a chance do you give them? I give Philly. Dallas's division to lose? I would I would give I would paint Dallas as the favorite, but I would give Philly a great chance. Now, it all really boils down well, it boils down to a couple of things. Like it boils down to how does Philly's quarterback progress and Jalen Hurts? And, you know, and, and how does you know, how does Dak Prescott, who said he wasn't hurt, he wasn't hurt, he wasn't hurt, but really in the last half of the season didn't play very well after he, he hurt his ankle. And so, you know, how, how do those two quarterbacks progress? Philadelphia is beastly. Up front, their ability to run the ball, they are absolutely as physical and as nasty as any team in the National Football League. So they're a matchup nightmare. I called a game in New York against the Giants in Philly where Philly was on a hot roll. And I had called a Philly game against New Orleans where New Orleans was really playing pretty well. Now they were minus their quarterback and everything else, Jameis Winston. Um, but Philly just beat the tar out. I mean, they just beat the snot out of them. Absolutely beat them up. 
So and physically dominant. Then they go into the Giants game, and you know what they tried to do, Mike? They tried to develop their quarterback in that game. They tried to say, hey, man, we're going to throw our way into a victory. And he, yeah, I mean, he legitimately pooped in his helmet. So um, <laughs> we'll see. You know, we'll see. They're, but they're a physical, nasty run football team. Here's one of the more little uh, interesting little tidbits. I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns schedule. Okay. And outside of week three, where they host Pittsburgh on a uh, Thursday night game, uh-huh. all of their games. Six of their first seven games are 11 a.m. starts, okay, right. or, or or noontime starts in right. Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Or 1 p.m. Right? What are they Eastern? Anyway, they're they're, they're, the, they're the early window, right? One o'clock. Games. Seven of their first eight. Week eight, Monday night, hosting Cincinnati. Does that give us a little window into how long Deshaun Watson's suspension is going to be? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, huh? they're gonna. They're assuming it's gonna be at least a six six week suspension. Yeah, look at the schedule. You just got a bunch of vanilla start times until that week eight, and all of a sudden it's Monday night at home against Cincy. That's I think that's. Good, I think that's that. That's might, a good call. That's the schedule makers. Now, uh, just so you know, the schedule maker and and you know I have a connection. The director, my first director at Fox was or is the son of of the main schedule maker howard Katz. so i've sat down with howard and had dinner with howard and been to howard's house and and you know talked about how they how they put this together and they they go lock themselves in a room come january once the playoffs start and they start putting all these computer they put all this information in the computer and it spits out schedules and then they go through those schedules and they red flag them and they do it again they do it again and, and they do this seven days a week you know, 14 hours a day until April, until the schedule release. So, th- I mean, this is like, this is science. It is like a science project. Um, but they're t- they talk to Roger, Howard Katz talks to Roger Goodell every single day okay. when, they're, when they're creating the schedule. So that tells you something, doesn't right. it? So they, they are very well informed. Like I told you on our radio show, you said, you gave me like, I picked, I believe I picked our first three games. The, the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos. You did. You nailed them. So it's, I think you've been holding out on me. Right. But I was just like, I just know, I've, having met with him a couple times and talked to him a couple times, how they think. Like, it's important. It's, I don't know. It's. I, I think it's important for Russell Wilson to get his, his sea legs underneath him, if you will. So let's start off Seattle. That's cool. That's a great start. You got Houston. You got San Francisco coming up. Like, like it's a little bit of a soft launch to me. For them, because they have an interest in having Russell Wilson and and uh, you know Russell Wilson and, and and Patrick Mahomes playing meaningful games toward the end of the season, you know Pat uh, Russell Wilson and, and uh, Lamar Jackson playing a yep. meaningful game at the end of the season, they have a huge interest in that happening. So yeah, that's kind of how the schedule makers think. Ah, uh, just a couple quick ones. Uh, Thanksgiving Day. We continue to get Detroit. Uh, I don't know why the league can't change that, but uh, Buffalo at Detroit. Zero primetime games for Detroit. Giants at Dallas, uh, New England, no Minnesota. No kneecaps will be offended in primetime. No. And then looking ahead, finally, we've got Christmas Day football. Sorry, NBA. Yeah, move aside, NBA. Dude, that is just Roger Goodell taking a big dump. I mean, just a giant That's a flex, right? That's just, just flexing. A just a giant hurricane dump you, right why, on the what, desk of my of Adam Silver. Why, why are you playing uh, games on Christmas Day? Because we can. 
Because we're the NFL. Because we're the NFL, and we can do whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really quick, the Christmas Day games are. We've got. We know we got uh, Denver taking on. L.A. L.A. LA. And what are the other Christmas Day games? Sorry, I just had it there in a second. Uh, Hold on one quick second. There we go. Here we go. Um, That will be Green Bay at Miami. Denver at Los Angeles. Tampa at Arizona. Mm. As we uh, look at some of the marquee games this year. Should be a great season. Think about that. We We just... Casually went through some of the primetime games and came up with a dozen storylines. I know. And didn't even scratch the surface I know. of all it, the other storylines out there. That's why the NFL is so great. It really it is. It's every game matters. Every week matters. It's it is the way it is, man. Which is just freaking awesome. I love it. I do too. Hey man, for everybody involved in the Stinking Truth Podcast, for Mike, I am Mark. Millennial Ben produced the show. Our great presenting sponsors over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Also, check out my company, Stinking Good Green Chili, at uh, stinkinggood.com um, for all your green chili needs. And uh, I tell you what, uh, just enjoy. So, for everybody here, we thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you next week.